Hi, this is Caprice Dasco, and you're listening to Follow Your Spirit. here along with my colleague Jordan Small for another episode of Follow Your Spirit. It's been a little while, Jordan. It's been a little while since we've been able to get this done. Yeah, but uh, we're back now, so that's all, it's all good now. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, I, I have the perfect excuse. Uh, I got married, <laughs> so uh, my, my, there you go. My, yeah, my wife-to-be and now wife, I think, would have been... Uh, I think Follow Your Spirit may be her favorite thing of everything that I do. Uh, but I still think she might've been a little upset if it'd been like, Oh, I can't go to the rehearsal dinner, babe. I got to record. Um, so Jordan, we, it's been an exciting couple weeks, um, for the spirit. And I think that even, um, the one, one draw, I think was still a surprise, even though it seemed like there should have been three points instead of one. I think fans were still like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad. Not yeah. mad. I mean, how can you complain with the only goal you're giving up is against Christian Press on a penalty kick? Like, yeah, feels pretty good. And it's interesting how the sequencing of events changes our perception on what should or shouldn't have happened. So, and this happens, and this is probably the one thing in sports that, as a fan, I try to remember: had that penalty happened. In the first half, in the and we equalized in the second half, it seemed like one point would have been amazing, right? Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but instead, we get a good goal, give up the PK, and it's a disappointment. Um, you know, so you rearrange those two events, and it totally changes on how we feel about coming away with that one point. But to be honest, I, did, I was taking my wedding photos, and I was like, my buddy Nick was there, was like, Nick, uh, Washington, Chicago score. And he's like, what? And I'm like, look it up. He looks it up. He's like, I don't see anything. <coughs> and I was like, uh, Spirit Red Star score. And he, he's like, all right, 1-0. And when he said that, I was like, oh, Chicago must be up by one. And then he told me the Spirit were up, and I was super excited. And then when I got in the car to leave, uh, I saw the 1-1 final. And uh, I was a little sad again. But uh, it was very exciting. How did you, and it was a little while ago, but I didn't get to watch the game. How did you feel about that game against Chicago? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty interesting. Um, the spirit looked like they were kind of trying to fight against uh, against Chicago a little bit. It was, um, you know, a road game after uh, the break for the FIFA break. So, I think that it was, um, they played fairly well, considering they don't do well in Chicago normally. And, you know, uh, Shayna Williams plays a beautiful ball up the center of the, the field, and and Franny comes away with a, a beautiful uh, goal, and suddenly this game is, is completely different than it was before. That's the sound, is that the sound of freedom behind you there? Yes. I, we have the windows open. So the, the helicopter is going by. Sounds like the sound of freedom to me. Yes. Yes. Um, great. I, um, I saw a lot of people say that Zdorsky's foul was not only unfortunate, but pretty unnecessary. Um, what, what are your feelings on that? Yeah, it wasn't the, the, the best tackle in the world. I don't know if it was unnecessary, 
because, I mean, Kristen Press with the ball on her feet in the box, like, you're going to try and do everything you can to to stop her from scoring. I think it was not the greatest timed tackle, which was unfortunate, but, I mean, I don't blame her necessarily. I mean, she's trying to do her job. She's defending one of the best strikers in the world. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can. there's only so much you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we get a point, Chicago. <clears throat> Probably uh, that's the second time this season the Spirit uh, looked like they may come away with three points on the road and um, have to settle for one. Um, they come back to Washington for another game where I think it uh, – I'm not sure. I expected a draw. Um, they close out the 1-0. Again, I didn't get to watch the game. That makes – Three games that I can't attend or watch, and the Spirit are undefeated in those games. So I may not go back to the Plex this <laughs> season. Uh, we'll see. But what did you think about their performance against Portland? I know I've said this before already this season, but like this was the best game I think they've played all year. They They looked composed. Their passes were crisp. Um, LeBay didn't have to do everything for them. Um, Franny was running around the field like a, a mad woman. I mean, she was everywhere doing everything for them. Um, you know, it was it was really nice to see against one of the best teams in the league and to get a shutout against probably the best attack in the league was incredible. I think I did the math yesterday that uh, there's like 627 combined international games um, for for Portland, and you're able to shut them out. Holy like, smokes. That's pretty good to me. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, Franny, <coughs> you, you know, you think Christian Press, one of the best strikers in the world, uh, Francisco Ortega currently has four goals this season, same as uh, Kristen Press. Um, I know early before the season, you you know that I was big on Franny, um, and as soon as I left her out of my bold predictions, immediately regretted it. Um, I think I, I think I said she was one one of the players that might have eight, right? Right. Yeah, I, if I put her in that one, that's right. Um, when was Benini in the lineup? No, she's not back yet. She's not back yet. Okay, that's. Uh, I forgot to to check that before the. Um, when Benini's back, and Pugh is healthy, and Francisco Ortega remains to be Francisco Ortega, uh, and Shayna Williams remains to be Shayna Williams, and Salon continues to be Salon, and then and then our midfield continues to be. A solid midfield, even without Joanna Lohman. Uh, I mean, this team looks good. Yeah. Everybody, I imagine everybody listening is nodding their head right now like, yeah. This team is good. And recalling something, or going back to something I think we recall every episode, Jordan, Tori Huster said at the beginning of the season, we don't want to be peaking right now. Well, they sure picked a great time to be peaking. 
because if Portland, again, was probably the third time this season, Jordan, that you have said this is the best they've looked all season. And I can only, and that's without Benini and Pugh on the field. Yeah. Uh, things are going to get interesting. Looking at the standings, Washington's still down there in eighth, um, but th- uh, three points separates where Washington is and the bubble. So Seattle in fifth has 14 points. Um, how do we feel about going into Boston? Boston in the first half of this, or the first quarter of the season looked like a, a legit contender, and now they got less points than Houston, who we who is a train wreck. Yeah. What? I mean, you can't. I, they obviously won't take the game for granted. I know they're not going to let themselves get complacent, but uh, I mean. Could they possibly already be looking ahead towards Orlando? I mean, it's going to be hard to stay focused, but, I mean, Boston has lost two straight uh, to North Carolina, and then they have to travel for a midweek game to Houston playing uh, Wednesday night and then back to Boston for a game where the Spirit don't have a midweek game. Uh, I think that that's going to be very intense and you know it's it's going to be a hard-fought game especially Boston tends to play better at home but I think that all the the pieces are starting to fit together for the spirit and this is this is a good a good problem for them to have right now where they have so many options in places I I'm confident the spirit uh, as a team is preparing for Boston, and and, and that is their focus. But uh, I would not – I mean, I'm sure that uh, Jim Gabera is already thinking about how he's going to uh, mark up Marta. Yeah. Um, Marta has five goals uh, so far. She's she's tied with uh, Killian, Killian – is that how you pronounce yes. her last name? Killian yeah. and, and Rapino um, for, for – they each have five. Um, the thing is, Marta's played nine whereas Rapino's played 10, Killian has played 11. Uh, Marta, not disappointing. Uh, no. She is not disappointing the hype uh, that she brought into the league. And, uh, look, it could be a shootout in Orlando. If Do we think – will Benini be available by then? Do you know what her timeline um, is? Uh, according to some of the management, she is expected to be back within the next week or so. Okay. Uh, just just trying to figure out some paperwork. Uh, but, yeah, they expect her to be back within the next week or so. So imagine that. Imagine Benini back in time to be a sub, right? Because we know Jim won't start right. her right away. Um, imagine her back in time to be a sub for Orlando. Pew's healthy. Uh, man, Pew and Martha on the same field. Um, it could be a shootout. And <laughs> I'm... I'm giving LeBay the edge uh, on uh, on the, uh, because of her defense uh, yeah. she has in front of her. So um, I think um, Ashlyn won't be back for that game, right? She's no. Still, yeah, she's, she's still, still hurt. T- yeah. Who's who's Orlando's? They have um, Aubrey Bledsoe. How do we feel about her? You know, she's uh, she's turned in some pretty pretty nice performances for them as of late. Um, I think that she plays a very different style than, um, 
Ashton Harris, but yeah, uh, this is Orlando is a team that you know the beginning of the season where they were. I think they were a very similar team to the Spirit at the beginning of the season. You know, people weren't sure how they were going to be. They came out of the gate not the strongest, and then the past few weeks they've really turned it on and found their shape. But then, I mean, they go to Houston and blow out Houston, and then they come home against Houston again this week, and they lose two to nothing. So, mm. or yeah, two two to nothing. So, it, it's just interesting. It's one of those teams where you're like, are they are they there, or which team are we going to see this week? Yeah. Yeah, um, I think that uh, I think it's easy to say we can get four points in the next two games. Yeah. Um, which, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I apologize for the coughing. I'm a little under the weather. <clears throat> June has been a hectic month, getting married and everything. Um, four points. Then we go into our four-game road trip, um, and let's say the spirit are peaking. Let's say let's say Boston is their peak. We see there just the uh, flat-out phenomenal performance. I mean, how perfect. Yeah. Then they have to go into Orlando and then take a four-game uh, road trip. Uh, for that to be when they're playing their best soccer, uh, I don't think they could have drew it up any better. Um, probably would have liked a few more points in the bag before going into this, this set. But um, they, going back to the math that I did, uh, I think, after the KC game on – on what they needed to average, they're ahead of that mark right now. Um, so they are on pace uh, to contend for the bubble spot or for the last um, uh, the last playoff spot. So plenty of reasons to be optimistic as a Spirit fan. How did you feel about Pride Night? Squadron show up? It was pretty cool. Um, you know, the the squadron did a great job as expected, and then um, the coaching staff during warm-ups wore their Nike Equality shirts, which was really cool to see. Um, I was telling some people, Jim Gabara looked like such a dad in his <laughs> like his shirt, and he had like khaki shorts on and uh, red sneakers, and I was like, wow. Just, like, he looks like he's going to coach youth soccer, but it was funny. And then um, then you have the, the field crew. Um, they did a, a great job getting that field looking nice. They put a, a rainbow um, field art on, like, you know, on a hill, how they have mm-hmm. um, that artwork up there. They they did some, some rainbow colors on that, so that was really cool to see as well. Um, yeah, it, you can't, can't ask for a whole lot more from that. And on top of, on top of that, they also had – after the game, um, a family from TAPS, which is um, a... It's the uh, Transition Assistance Program yeah, for the I, military. Yep. So they had um, a young lady whose father passed away in Afghanistan, and she actually got to meet Nadia Nadim, whose father also passed away in Afghanistan after the game. Oh, and I didn't know that. Did she... That was super cool. Oh, wow. Um, the little girl made... Nadim, a bracelet. Uh, they got to talk after the game, so that was really cool. Uh, so yeah, there's just a, a lot happening, but it was it was very cool to see everything happening on a great evening for soccer. 
What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I saw something about an exchange between uh, oh, yeah. Gabera and uh, Mark – what's his last name? Parsons. Parsons. Um, yeah, I saw – I saw Parsons' statement. I didn't see anything about from Jim. Was Jim asked about the exchange? Yeah, he just said no comment. Yeah. He was staying away from that. I bet. Um, what do you What do you understand about the exchange? So, from what it seems like, from you know what Mark said, it's we get one side of the story. Not sure how accurate it is, but um, he said that after the game, they went and did their their normal. You know, coach's handshake. Mark wished him luck with the rest of the season, said good game, nice win, what have you. And uh, then Jim apparently said something along the lines of, you need to control Rasso, who, from my own view, did have kind of a chippy game. Um, and basically Mark was like, you just, you just won, like, chill. Like, you don't need to be um, going after a player after you just won. That's kind of classless. And uh, I, don't, I don't know how heated it got after that, but if you see some of the videos, it's, uh, Jim seems to be doing some hand motions, kind of like the talking a lot hand motion. And yeah. um, it was interesting. I don't know. Like I said, how accurate that is because you only did get one side of the story. But, um, yeah, yeah it, it's interesting and, and something that, you know, is, I think is kind of good for the league. It, it shows that these coaches are very passionate about what they're doing and they're standing up for their players because uh, some of Rasso's tackles could have been, um, you know, could have been dirty. Uh, I, not that any of them were, but you never know. Like Katie Stengel was out for three or four weeks because of a, a, a dirty tackle. So I think that Jim is more along the lines of just trying to protect the players. Not that I think what he did was necessarily right, but I think that that was the main idea behind, uh, the altercation. Yeah. Um, when you put it like that, if, if Jim's comment was directed towards a uh, less than desirable form of play from Rasso, I think that makes sense. If he was trying to take a jab at, like, her shortcomings, right, that's classless. Right. Um, but, yeah, if maybe she was playing a little dirty and he's trying to call her call Parsons out on it, um, win or not, you're right. He should, you know, throw that out there. Let him, you know, that, uh, that it's something. Um, I... I always like a little bit of what's the right word friction, you know, between like I think rivalry is something that the NWSL kind of lacks, and I think I don't know, you know, I'd say that we could be rivals with Portland or you know, I, I think Portland, yeah. Seattle, I guess maybe are our rivals, and and that's maybe recognized, but like. You know, I kind of like I like the animosity that Washington has towards Portland for a number of reasons, and I think it makes the games that much more tense, that much more enjoyable. So long as no one crosses the line, no one's making you know disgusting remarks at each other, but a couple of jabs here and there, and I, you know, verbal jabs, not 
not actually punch me. Yeah, let's not actually hit each other. But, um, you know, and you don't know when when Parsons picked up right, uh, Rasso off the, the – Rasso? Rasso? Rasso, yeah. Uh, off the waiver. Who knows what sort of comments he made to Jim after that, right? Like, so um, coaches interact in on different platforms and in different ways. Uh, Jim's comments came after a win and were ma- were heard, you know, by a few more people than, uh, but who knows what sort of, you know, shots, you know, Mark may have taken earlier, uh, you know, in, in his own right. So, um, you know, I, uh, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. I kind of, when Jim gets, <laughs> when Jim gets upset, I, I laugh because I don't know, he, uh, one time I told Kevin, another guy in the media booth, like, I want to mic up uh, Jim Gabera. And he was like, why? He just sort of stands there. Like, yeah. But, like, when he's not just standing there, it looks really entertaining. Yeah. Like, he talks his stuff. He will he will let someone know uh, if he has a problem with something he just saw. Um, yeah. So, I, I don't have a problem with that. Um Man, I had one more thing. I was on a roll, just cruising <laughs> through these things. This is what happens when you don't write stuff down. Um, man. Oh, yeah, our midfield. Oh, yeah. Tori's yeah. back. Um, who was playing with her uh, in uh, starting? It was Maggie and uh, Christy. Okay, yeah, perfect. Um... How do we feel about that? I saw I saw lots of praise about our midfield during the course of that game. Yeah, I think I mean, if you look at who Portland has in their midfield, they have Ali Long and Ahmadine Henri and and you think that we have Christy Mears, Tori Huster, and Maggie Doherty Howard, who is a rookies, and they were able to shut down a midfield that has just star-studded players in it, that's pretty incredible to me. And I don't think uh, Maggie Doherty Howard gets enough credit. I think that yeah. she is probably one of the best players rookie-wise in the league right now, but because she doesn't score the goals, she doesn't get as much credit. Um, you know, I think that she's probably one of the best defensive midfielders in the league right now. And the fact that she was able to, to really step up while Tori was out is pretty incredible. Um, just for her to be a rookie and be starting all these games, I think it's it speaks volumes to just how important she is to that team and how important it was for her to play the past two seasons with the reserves. Um, I think that's that's played a huge role in her being um so important for the spirit this season yeah um it's i was always gonna say do you think she could be a sleeper for rookie of the year but you're right i mean i think a i think a midfielder that's not scoring goals i think it's difficult to really show up on many people's radar yeah um she was taken not in the second the third so she was a third round pick so she was, uh, what, 20, 29th overall, um, which, <clears throat> you know, 
Ship went three before her. Uh, Agnew went in the second. Um, you know, obviously the, the positions are competitive in different ways, right? So that's not to say anything about those two players, but just uh, noting the other two players that are rookies that we've picked up. Um, I mean, that's pretty big, right? Starting in so many games and uh, someone who was picked up late in the third. Um, yeah, it's exciting. Let's um, let's finish off with a Boston prediction. Hmm. I'm gonna go three to one. Oof. And Jordan, Jordan's ready for the spirit to go for the jugular. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, I'm I'm excited. I think that. Hmm, let's see. I think Shayna gets one. And I think. Wait, no. I really want Franny to have a brace again. But I don't know if she can – three games in a row, that's, that'd be a lot of goals. Eh, she whatever. You know, Franny's going to have one. Shayna's going to have one. And let's see. I'm going to go with – Caprice is going to come on as a, as a late sub, and she's going to pick up one. I like she's that. Been playing, she's been playing well in the past two games, getting forward. So I'm going to – going to go with her yeah all right um i'm going um i'm going with my my go-to two nil <laughs> uh i think our defense and LeBay pick up another clean sheet um i think franny gets another one uh and i think my girl muis uh comes back on gets back up on the board yeah, uh, yeah. I think she's. I think she might take one from from Nairn territory and and uh, I like it and rocket one in there. Yeah, kind of kind of quiet from her offensively. I know she had some health. She she was injured for a little bit, but um, I mean she's she's popped up here and there in different in games. But I think a little a little quieter than we expected. Maybe I don't know. I mean she she's not necessarily scoring. For them, but last week she was killing it. I was mean, she? Uh, of course, I say this having not seen three games. So <laughs> yeah, against Portland, she was up there playing uh, really well, and okay. um, people we talked to in post game uh, also reiterated that. Uh, again, it's hard for midfielders to get the credit they deserve because, like, they might not show up on the stat sheet, but it's yeah, they're there. And they're doing their they're doing their jobs, sticking their nose in, and just getting to work. Yeah, I've got, I'm basing that comment on who I whose name I've seen brought right. up in the games that I haven't watched, and I just never see your name brought up um, again. And that could be what you're talking about. Midfielders have a hard time getting the credit they deserve uh, if they're not scoring goals, um, at least in commentary, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Well. Uh, I think that we have hopes for three points out of Boston, uh, and I look forward to uh, – I will be at the Orlando game uh, on the 8th. I don't think you and I will get another follow your spirit in before the uh, Orlando game. Yeah, I will, somebody's going to Scotland. Yeah, I will be in Scotland for my honeymoon. So, um, did uh, how's uh, spirit small talk? Is that a thing still? I did it last night. I'm oh, very perfect. Proud of myself. <laughs> Good job. All right. Spirit Small Talk. Everybody check that out. Full length Follow Your Spirit will be out uh, following the Orlando game. 
And then July, life is normal again uh, for myself, so I hope to get some more player interviews. Uh, and this whole outlet will finally be back on its normal routine. Stephanie LeBay t-shirts will premiere in the month of July. Uh, They're pretty cool looking, too. They are. If you have not seen them, just wait. Uh, I think they look pretty stinking cool. LeBay loves the design, uh, which makes me feel even more happy. Um, I was... I was worried that she might thought there was a little too much going on, but she just loves it. So, um, all right, Jordan, it's been a pleasure. I'll talk to you in two weeks. Yep, see ya.